My name is Angela Cox and I am the Mindset Mentor and this is the Mindset Mentor Meets podcast. Now my aim is to discover and share the secrets of success. You'll hear engaging and uplifting interviews with business leaders at the top of their game, all primed to deliver bucketfuls of value and inspiration. We'll bring practical tips, success strategies and golden nuggets of motivation to help you unleash your absolute potential. Now, please do like, share and leave a review if you love this podcast. It really does help others to find us. Thanks for listening and let's jump in now and meet this week's fabulous guest. I've been looking forward to interviewing my guest, Chris Broom, for months now. We first met about two years ago, and he is genuinely one of life's really good people. Now, Chris is the founder of an amazing firm called Longhurst. It's a wealth management and financial planning firm that combines inspirational lifestyle planning with expert independent financial advice. Chris holds the Chartered Financial Planner accreditation and a myriad of other qualifications. And he genuinely cares about his clients, like above and beyond anyone that I've ever met. So I can't wait to introduce you to him and to find out more about his life and his work. And he's laughing at me as I do this (laughs) in that kind of very sincere blushing way. Chris, Welcome to the podcast. There at home, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, I am laughing out of nervousness, I guess. This is the first time I've been interviewed on a podcast. It's normally the other way around with me doing the interview. And so I am naturally nervous, but I am in your capable hands. So yeah, thank you for letting me come on the show. Oh, it's an absolute joy. And I've been on your podcast. So you're on about 60 episodes or something of yours if not We're up to 93 oh my god yeah i mean you just churn in these podcasts out with amazing people every week and tell us what's the name of it the podcast is called inside silverstone so our business longhurst is based on a special technology park called silverstone park which is attached to the silverstone f1 race circuit and it's just full of amazing technology businesses and motorsport businesses and just awesome people. And so I launched the podcast a couple of years ago to talk about their stories and learn a bit about them and sort of promote them, but also those that support them. And so, you know, you are yourself an enabler. And so I wanted to make sure that you came on and shared obviously what you do. And I know that you've ended up working with some of the people that I know, even though you haven't obviously disclosed who that is, understandably, but, uh, but I know that you're supporting them. So the circle of life has worked it absolutely has and i'm very grateful to you and we are going to be talking about you we're going to be talking about longhurst but i really want to get under the skin as you know that i like to do with my podcast guests and so we start off with the shake your pom-poms moment and this is about you yep you're shaking them this is about you sharing your three proudest moments i don't know how you're going to pick because there are so many but over to you, let us know what they are. Well, I think like pretty much everybody that you've interviewed, I sort of struggle with this, like really struggle with it. <laughs> I'm sure lots of my friends and 
people that know me would say, really, Chris, you're quite an outgoing, personable, sociable person. I'm sure you can talk about yourself. But actually, I found it quite difficult. And so I've sort of reflected on not necessarily specific one-off moments or achievements, but really a collective of them. And so the first thing I'm very proud of is the fact that I realize now that I've always been the reliable one. I've always been the person that people would turn to if they needed support, if they were in trouble, but also I've been a very good friend and a really good son. And so that's sort of, I realize this now, that's been backed up by the fact I've been best man three times, I've been usher a few times. The feedback from my clients, certainly on some recent testimony videos we produced was that they all felt that I've got their back, which I do. And then it sort of really culminates with my now late mother and supporting her through what was an end of life terminal illness process where over a number of years, you know, I moved to the coast and, and I was there. And so is that something as a one-off proud moment? No, but in a behavioral trait, yes. I sort of look at that and go, no matter what happens, you know, that's a good characteristic to have, right? And so, yes, awkwardly, I'm proud of that, I guess, if I'm going to shake a pom-pom at it. The second thing, which is the complete opposite from an energy perspective, is that I also really like winning stuff and being acknowledged. No. Yes, I do. But, but I think that's partly because of some of the other negative experiences I've had throughout my life and my career. And so when I win something or us as a business or me as an individual are acknowledged by my peers and by my business community, you know, there are moments when I sit there and think, God, yeah, you know, that's phenomenal. And again, I sort of reflected and so that started from, you know, winning Jim Carners and show jumping when I was a child when I horse rode through to true story. I was the 80 meter under 13 Berkshire running champion. But I now remember. Thank you. And I can picture a photo of me with my white socks pulled up to my knees and a really bad bowl cut and massive specs on as, as, <laughs> as a 12 year old. But I was really proud because I won it. And then I've got a vision of Where's Wally in my head. Honestly, I'll show you a picture of it. It is horrendous. Through to, you know, captaining the school rugby team and then through to early career regional and the national awards for the work that I was doing. And then through my sort of 30s, certainly the latter part of my 30s, you know, the last few years of my life now certainly under Longhurst, you know, I think we've been nominated for eight or nine things this year. And so that fills me with great pride that we're on the right path now, we're doing the right stuff, we're surrounded by the right people, and that's being acknowledged. And so I think that's pretty cool if I was going to shake a pom-pom at that. I think that's cool too. And actually, I just want to pick up on one of the awards that you have won, because there have been many for Longhurst, but you've won the one for the website of the year. And everyone needs to go and have a look at your website, because It's the thing that drew me to you when you got in touch with me and I went on and had a look. It's just beautiful. And you said to me that it was inspired by your mum. Yes. Yeah. Completely inspired by my mother. So the company was named after her maiden name, a name which just due to our family dynamics, the name will cease once my female cousin passes, which will be many decades ahead, but the name will end. And so for me, it was no better way to honour her as in my mother and also that side of the family. And yes, the colouring, the feeling, the, yeah. the sentiment, the energy all resonates from a culmination of individuals and, and experiences, but un- fundamentally is just underpinned by mum, as cliche as that may be. Oh, it's beautiful. And the website is stunning. And tell us, how do we find it? So it's Longhurst, so L-O-N-G-H-U-R-S-T, so longhurst.co.uk. Yeah, and we won a, a South Northamptonshire 
business award for website of the year and we're now through to the national finals at Wembley which was supposed to be I think next month but it's been bumped to I think April now next year and we're also entering it into our industry awards. I didn't last year because I was just had too many other things on but I'm going to be entering it imminently for our industry awards as well alongside some other categories and so you know we'll see what people think but yeah your feedback as is others is humbling and sort of keeps us moving forward with it. And it's stunning and you are I can testify a person that likes winning because I do a quiz with you with your SME pub quiz that you run this yeah. sense of being the leader the reliable one I won it last night actually I won it last you night always win well, none of us are gonna look in <laughs> no, I'm sure I, you google everything but I gifted the prize that a client who comes and attends it with her husband she's had COVID recently and so I think her taste buds are coming back so she's having some truffles sent to her I think as a winning prize so you're generous, generous. <laughs> So come on, hit me with the third one. What's the third one? Well, the third one's really easy. It's Longhurst. It's the business. Oh. It's the outcome. It's the culmination of 20 years of great experiences, bad experiences, laughter, tears, struggles, moments of wanting to walk away from the profession, let alone running a business. And everything that we've done, we're 28 months old, so we're a young business but with mighty plans and everything that's happened up until this moment, including this very interview, you know, it's just been a wonderful experience. And so I'm imminently and so proud, immensely proud of the business and the support that we've had, the clients that we work with, professional partners that continue to refer their trusted clients into us, your support, everyone else's support. It's just been, it's been beautiful. And so number three, Longhurst. And I want to talk to you about it a little bit more because nobody works harder than you. I mean, I thought I worked hard, but you are relentless in the pursuit of excellence, aren't you, around you and your business and what it stands for. And you work hard. It doesn't just come to you on a plate. Like I think people have a perception sometimes that this just happens by osmosis. So talk to us about your ethic. Well, relentless is a great word because every time I walk the dog, thinking about this very interview and perhaps you asking me a question of what's the key trait of a successful business owner or entrepreneur. And you've got obviously all the understandable cliches of, you know, got to work hard and got to be passionate and you've got to, all of these things which are all very true. But for me, you've got to be relentless. You've got to be relentless in wanting to improve in continuing to master or remaster your craft to push through new boundaries, both personally, spiritually, mentally, but also corporately to be relentless in not being afraid and to have, as you've said, that work ethic, which is, you know, if you want it, if you really, really want it and you want the lifestyle that you're hoping for, for you, your loved ones, that you want to enjoy it, you've got to put the time and energy in. And, you know, we were talking off air that, you know, I've been under pressure the last couple of months and it's all self-imposed you know I could have had a relatively relaxed (laughs) COVID break but I didn't you know we've gone really deep into the podcast we went from I don't know I've done 40 episodes or something over the summer which is just an immense amount we launched a quiz we've doubled the size of our company we've introduced new client technology we keep pushing into new award categories we brought you in as a resource for our clients we brought other external experts in as resource and brought in the stig I brought in the Stig, yeah. So we brought in a new chartered financial planner who's going to become an equity partner imminently as well. And 
because we're connected to Silverstone and because my mind is just creative constantly, I thought, well, let's do a Top Gear Stig video. So we called it the Longhurst Stig. Some of the guys on the, the race circuit gave me a, a race suit for free and a, and a helmet for free. And then we got a purple visor put on it to match our branding. And then we, we brought a film crew in and we recorded Steve basically being revealed with some jokes along the way, which is also on the website if people want to check it out. Oh, um, it's brilliant. So, yeah, I think coming back to your actual question, and my work ethic is one of certainly through the experiences that I've had that if I really want to make this succeed and I really, really want to make it work and I really want to find personal fulfillment in it and happiness, true happiness in it, you've got to put the hours in, you've got to put the yardage in, knowing that at some point I can take my foot off the gas, as it were, because others (laughs) around me, including the new Stig, plus others that come in, the, the new family that we're building here, can take over some of the heavy lifting. But I need to lead by example. It's my baby. You know, I need to show them how it's done and and the energy and the expectation of commitment to the cause. And hopefully that will attract, as it did with Steve plus others, the right people in and we can surround ourselves with the right family. Yeah, I reckon it'll be about 2055, the day that you start to put your feet up a bit. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. It'll be a long time off. And tell me about the days, because there must be days like this where it isn't quite going your way or things are a little bit tougher. How do you bounce back from that? And what's the method that you take yourself through to get yourself back on track? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think it just gets easier with age. So I call these, obviously the folk can't see this, but these gray hairs on my chin, positive life scars, because... (laughs) You know, certainly the journey I've been on is, is one full of bumps and bruises, success, failure, good times, bad times. And so in sort of present day, uh, and also bereavement and other things that are all very normal that we will all experience, right? And so I think when I encounter challenges today, I just remind myself that it's not as bad as it was and that I can cope with this. I've always been able to cope with these challenges. I now realize that perhaps that supports my first pom-pom moment of being reliable and always there because I can and I can take it. But today I just do it with just a little bit more wisdom and calmness. And I also live out in the sort of semi-rural countryside. And so I can stick the dog on his lead and take him for a walk around a woodland or go and have a round of golf or go shooting or, you know, create some content, write something you know, sit in the garden and read or do something to just try and completely minimalize whatever stress or pressure that I've built up, whether I've created it myself in my mind or whether it's someone else has put it on me to just try and get myself into more positive habits and routines of how to sort of reduce that. But I definitely think through maturity and age, it just becomes a bit easier to cope with, certainly. Yeah, I like that. That narrative of letting yourself know that you're okay and that you can cope, but also that distraction into something else that is a bit more mindful and a bit more calming. And your dog, of course, has a key role in long hair. So <laughs> does. this is Bear, isn't it? Yeah, so bear, tell us- yeah, Romanian rescue dog, yeah, head of well-being. Head of well-being, I love that. <laughs> and clearly he is when it comes to your well-being because he takes you off and that takes you for a walk probably. Yeah, I think the, you know, the issue with when you encounter any type of challenge or pressure, certainly corporate work related, is that you can think about it too much and you can mm. let it percolate in your mind and that then creates anxiety levels and other stresses. And so getting the dog out and going for a walk, whether he's walking me or I'm walking him, 
or going to do something else, go for a drive or, as I said, some other type of activity, then just, you know, without any doubt, go and hit some balls at the driving range. Just whatever it is, record some more podcasts, you know, talk to other people. Just just what you like doing. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Got to do that. And talk to me a little bit more about adversity, because one of the things that we do a lot on this podcast is we dig into, you know, the things that have really tried and tested us a lot over the years and what we've learned from that. So if you were to talk about adversity that you faced into, how would you describe it and what have you learned from it? Yeah, that's a really good question. So my opening gambit is to say that, you know, throughout my career, I've worked with some phenomenal people, some phenomenal humans, some of whom work now in my business still. Others are waiting to come in uh, who have agreed to come in, plus many, many other people like yourself, some phenomenal people, great energy, humility, empathy, people that care. But throughout my career, I've also worked with the complete opposite extreme of that. You know, I work in financial services, which in some sectors has a great name and some it doesn't for understandable reasons. And so, you know, I've come across individuals that are full of ego who, you know, in some circumstances are sort of in a nepotistic environment, people that are bullies and intimidate and try and put you off your own course of direction, as it were, in part through greed, ego, fear, perhaps, and a multitude of others. And what I've learned when I've encountered those individuals throughout the career is that it's their issue, not yours, that ultimately, certainly if they're being unkind or they're trying to disrupt your own journey, it's probably a compliment on you and your personality and and actually the direction of travel that you're going, which is why they feel threatened by that or otherwise. And that ultimately, like I've just explained, that you need to find mechanisms and coping mechanisms of dealing with that. And so Previously, certainly during my 20s, it was talking to my mum, who yeah. was one of, if not one of my closest friends. And so I would go and literally have a conversation with mum about whatever it was, or indeed my father back then as well. And you get, you know, obviously a uh, wise old age knowledge. They would be passing it down because they're generations ahead, right? Today, it's one of the same. You know, when you encounter these moments, these challenges, these bumps and bruises, as I call it, it's just one of saying, well, look, you've got two choices. <laughs> you know, you either wallow in it, you either allow this individual or this situation to negatively impact not just now, but potentially the rest of your life, or you maneuver around them, push them to the side, as it were, metaphorically. And you find a way of pushing forward with whatever it is that you're doing. And every time I've encountered that situation, that's what I've done. And it's been very tough and it's been very challenging and there have been tears privately. But every time I've done it, I've gained a few gray hairs, but I've also gained wisdom and further confidence in my ability to do what I'm doing. And candidly, Longhurst is the culmination of all of that. It's all of that learning, all of the great people that I've met, all of the really bad people and people that you just don't want in your How not to do it. (laughs) Yeah, I nearly swore there. But, you know, I've used all of that energy, including all of that negative energy, to Mm. build something and an environment and a way of dealing with other humans, i.e. our clients, in a way that's caring and sensitive, that will protect them and the family, i.e. our team, from that external negativity. Yeah, I mean, I don't don't know if that's a good answer or not, but... The beauty of that, and I like the fact that you said you manoeuvre around rather than step over or stamp on. The beauty of it is, of course, now that you have Longhurst, 
you choose. You choose who you work with. You choose who you employ. And, you know, that puts you in a really privileged but also a powerful position to make sure you're surrounded by people who make you feel good and will make your clients feel good. So let's talk a little bit more then about Longhurst and what it stands for and what you offer to people. Well, yeah. So as you explained at the beginning, so we're, uh, and as per our website, we're now a sort of multi-award winning lifestyle financial planning practice, which combines expert independent financial advice alongside wealth management. But we also bolt in both financial and personal well-being services, which is where your good self comes into the equation. And so I've worked in financial services nearly all of my career. As I've said, some great experiences, some bad experiences. And I've seen good ways of operating and supporting clients. And I've seen some really bad examples of it. And so for me, I wanted to create an environment where we're not the biggest firm in the region or indeed the country. We work with a limited number of households where we can provide them concerted time, a lot of time and energy and support in first of all, helping them overcome whatever initial challenges or questions that they've got. Certainly when they come to the first series of meetings, there's normally one or two things that are sort of pressing, you know, expensive questions that need answering, such as the type of client that we work with, which is predominantly, you know, senior executives, CEOs, business owners, entrepreneurs. And so they all come with a similar type of problem, which is lots of tax, you know, money that they want to be saving for, you know, education or and their own sort of financial independence. And so We first and foremost help them with that clearly, because that's what we're technically designed to do because we're regulated financial planners. But through those first series of meetings, we also go through a deep life planning exercise with them, which has absolutely nothing whatsoever to do with financial products or investments or tax planning, but a deep, deep conversation about them and their life and their family and their children and their business, their early experiences with money how they feel and behave around money today, concerns they've got, et cetera, et cetera, so that we can really develop a bigger, clearer picture and indeed a deeper relationship with them, probably more so than any other professional advisor they've ever worked with, whether that be legal, tax, financial, wealth management, investment, whatever. So they realize that we've got their back. They realize that because we're asking questions that they probably haven't even discussed with their spouse about really what matters most to them. Because unless we really get to the nub of what matters most to them, how on earth can we really guide them on what to do with their money? Because money is just a vehicle for freedom, right? It's, it enables us to do stuff we want to do. It provides us with peace of mind. It removes, hopefully, financial anxiety that you may or may not be struggling with. And so until we get to the nub of really what is this money for, who is it for, then you know, we're no good to them. And so we we will take them through a a very careful, calming process where we get to the nub of that sensitively. And then we deliver the financial planning, which is where we bring it all to life. We then deliver the technical advice alongside it. We do the wealth management, the tax planning, all the technical IFA stuff that you would expect us to be very good at because we've got a stupid amount of exams and qualifications over the decades, as you identified in your opening gambit about me. But for us, it's about really drilling into them and their family and their lives more so than, as I said, any other advisor they're probably ever going to work or meet. So that's what we do. The way that we charge is very different to a traditional wealth manager. We're predominantly flat fee based. So that means that certainly those with larger assets will find us very attractive because we're very price competitive. 
And as I said, we bolt you in that we give everybody access to a travel planner, concierge. There's a philanthropist who's part of our team. So for certain households who want to develop their own good giving planning strategies, we can support them with that. So long-winded answer, but that's basically what we do. And just full of passion and pride. And the thing that I know, because I have the privilege of working with some of your clients, is this doesn't just happen at the beginning. You know, all of this energy that you've just talked about, it isn't just at the beginning that you almost have this relationship and co-create solutions with your clients all the way through, whether they've been with you for 12 months, 18 months, two years, you know, or five minutes. The care is there all the way through. And I think that's the difference. It's not transactional. And, you know, that's very much coming from the person you described to us at the beginning when you talked about this reliable, you know, I call it the leader. That's what you bring. And that's why your business is continuing to flourish and will do so moving forward. Yeah, I thought, you know, it's critically important that we support our clients at every stage of their life, whether that be moments of natural euphoria and the times that we celebrate with them, as we do, but also the, the times of challenge and at times despair, including you know, certain life transitions, such as bereavement or otherwise. You know, COVID. <laughs> COVID. Yeah, power make COVID. <laughs> a, a, a horrendous you know, moment for all of us. And you know, I believe we stepped up. You know, we gave all of our clients access to a free Headspace membership mm-hmm. for the year. We sent out your happy path journals to our clients children we sent out a number of other gifts to families and households to ensure that they knew that we were there we increased visibility videos short videos calls being sent to them lots of different telephone calls going in plus quiz as you've said picnic yeah, in we the park went up for charity so we raised some money for the local nhs trust and we yeah we got two members of a quartet so husband and wife is that a duo then? Yeah, a duo, but they're part of the <laughs> yeah. But they had a cello and a violin and they yeah, play for an hour and a half for our clients and, and yourself, obviously. So yeah, it's all for one, one for all. brilliant, right? aren't you? You are just brilliant. This is why you win all of these awards. This is why you have all of these wonderful clients. Because you are brilliant. Well, I'm awkward when I hear that, so. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> That's why I do it. Good fun. Anyway. <laughs> we're going to play a game now i'll put you out of your misery are you ready for the five second game rule yes go on hit me so i need three answers to a question within five seconds okay so chris in the five second game rule can you give me three things that you like to do to make you feel happy oh walk the dog be in nature Surround myself with good people. Oh, love that. And then another one, let's do in the five second game rule. Can you give me three things that you're grateful for? Relationship with my late mother, my positive life scars. This is going to sound really cliche, but just being alive and being born, right? What the chances, oh. chances of us being born are so limited and what amazing privilege that we've got and a great life to live, right? And you've got to just use it. Otherwise, what, what's the so point? It's so cheesy. I know. I know it's so cheesy. <laughs> and I love but, it. But it's real, right? Especially during this year. All the pressures, all the stresses, yeah. all the noise, all the social media, Trump, Brexit, coronavirus, vaccinations. Like We're lucky to be alive. Yeah, we're lucky to have been born in the society that we've been born into. I feel that more than anything right now. And, you know, and I'm going to cherish that and be very grateful for it. Love it. 
And aren't you going on holiday to somewhere like Alaska? Yeah, yeah. So I, I turned a ripe old age of 40 last week and my good lady did a treasure hunt for me throughout the whole day, which culminated in a trip to Alaska, which she last year kept asking me, would I rather go to Japan or Alaska or New York again or here or there or there or there? And I didn't know really why she was asking. And I kept ending with Alaska. And so the last frontier, right? That's Very amazing. Looking forward to doing that. It's going to hopefully have some nice peaceful moments out there. And she's got some major brownie points going on there as well. <laughs> Doesn't she like to tell me that? <laughs> now then, let's finish. You kind of already answered this, but I'd like a nice succinct ending in terms of our killer question on the podcast, which is, what's the absolute secret to success, Chris? So I've got three. <laughs> if I'm allowed three, I'm going to take Go. Okay, you so the first one, I wrote this down as well. This is how prepared I was. So the first one, again, really cheesy and cliche, but it's about happiness. Longhouse isn't my first business. I ran a business when I was in my late 20s, early 30s, and I just was really miserable. I ended up surrounding myself with the wrong tribe of people at the wrong time in my life for the very wrong reasons, and I was imminently very unhappy. And I maneuvered my way around that situation, came out of it, and Longhurst is the result. So you've got to be happy in what you're doing. You've got to find fulfillment in it, real true Mm. fulfillment. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, what is the point? The second one is belief that you're doing good. Yeah, I find great happiness in and feel like I'm successful when I'm doing good and I'm being good and I'm helping people. That's number two. And number three was, what did I write here? Look at yourself and know that you've acted with humility and fairness. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's all about humility. It's all about fairness. It's all about ensuring that your fellow man or woman or indeed animal and indeed planet you're treating everybody and everything as fairly as you can because we're all very precious creatures, right? I'm very lucky to be here. So yeah, be successful in that way. So what I've got here then is a humble, happy do-gooder. <laughs> you know I'm going to stick that on my LinkedIn bio. That's my new <laughs> I love it. Yeah, well, why not? Got to celebrate that. Oh, I love you. I love you, honestly. I knew that we would have a conversation like no other. I think when two people know each other a little bit on a podcast, it's so much easier to, you know, navigate the questions. And I gave you a list of questions and I don't think we've asked most of them, but we've given people a really good insight into you and your wonderful business. So thank you for coming on. Thank you you for having me. As I said, I had huge imposter syndrome before this interview, because as I said, I've listened to a number of your podcasts with some phenomenal global CEOs and world champions, etc., and little old Chris Broom at Longhurst. But, you know, I'm privileged to come on your show. It's a phenomenal podcast, and I'll make sure we promote it and leave you guys as many five-star reviews as we can. Oh, I love that. People always forget that five-star review thing, don't they, at the end? Please give us that and give Chris some as well on his podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, do that, do that. <laughs> Check it out. And if you need a coach for that imposter syndrome thing, well, yeah, I, I, right I, after, I, Chris. I, I, do, I do know a good coach. So, yeah, I might be tapping her up. <laughs> right. I will love you and leave you. Have a wonderful rest of the day and I'll speak to you very soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I do hope that you enjoyed listening to the Mindset Mentor Meets podcast. If you did, be sure to check out the show notes to access all of those important links. For more about me, visit my website at www.angela-cox.co.uk. 
Now, I'd really love it if you could subscribe to our channel so that you never miss an episode. And do leave us a five-star review because it really helps us to get noticed. Bye for now. I do hope that you'll tune in next week and take good care.